This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. I'm Steve Goyomi, Editorial Director for Knowledge at Wharton. Today we are speaking with Wharton Professor Lynn Wu, who has a forthcoming paper in Management Science that looks at the circumstances in which data analytics can play a role in spurring innovation. The paper is titled, Data Analytics Supports Decentralized Innovation. Lynn, thanks for joining us today to talk about your paper. Thank you for having me. Let's start off by talking more generally about the ways in which uh, data analytics can help fuel innovation. Uh, absolutely. There are so many great examples. Uh, lots of analytics technology, especially fueled by recent advances in machine learning and the vast amount of uh, digitized data. So for the first time, I think a year or two ago, uh, a machine powered by analytics was able to win against a hu- the best human player in the world in the game of Go. Okay, And we also see self-driving cars. That's largely Response uh, largely because of the large amount of digitized images that improve the vision recognition system dramatically. And we have seen IBM Watson that was able to call through lots of lots of literature on digital records and to find six new cancer suppressor and in two months. That would have taken researchers years to find. Okay? And even in realms of arts and music, so we have seen the first time AI analytics creating arts that people were willing to buy and music people were willing to hear. So we do see a lots of data-driven analytics that's creating lots of really cool innovations around us. Right. So in terms of how companies um, can use data analytics to spur innovation, what was the central question or problem that you were trying to address with this research? Absolutely. Um, so we, I, I just gave you some really cool examples about analytics that we are all aware of. That's creating some some of the coolest innovations. But actually, if you look at innovation statistics, economists have documented that, in fact, we have been spending more and more money per capita on research, and but we are actually having a decline in the rate of innovation we're generating. So it's actually, we're spending more money, but we're getting much less in return. So that seems like a paradox, right? We've seen lots of lots of cool data-driven innovation, yet we don't see in the innovation statistics. So when I think about that question, that makes me think about the famous quote that the Nobel laureate Bob Solow has mentioned three decades ago. He said, we see computer everywhere, but not, but not in the productivity statistics. So if you p- replace computer with analytics, you replace productivity with innovation productivity, and we have the same paradox. So, I'm, so what I'm trying to do in my research is to see, can we use the same set of framework to explain the analytics innovation pr- pr- paradox that we're observing today? Okay. So in your paper, you note that there are many factors in an organization that could affect um, innovation, but you specifically focus on two ways that firms handle innovation, and namely that's decentralized and centralized innovation. Can you talk to us about what the difference is between those two? Sure. Um, so there are definitely tons of factors that might mediate the relationship. So I p- purposely pick decentralized and centralized innovation because there's lots of you know there's lots of work been done on saying well what is advantage of de- uh, decentralization what is cent- what is advantage of decentralization so what i define decentralization innovation structure in a firm is really based on their collaboration networks 
Okay, so basically nodes are, you can think in inventor creating the same patent and they work together, there's a link between them. Okay, so when I describe a decentralized innovation network, it's really about how concentrated the innovators collaborate together. So you may see a big cluster with lots of inventors all working together. Okay, or you can see a very much decentralized or dispersed opposite concentrated structure where there's lots of small cluster of individual and loosely connected together. And the reason I picked those two structures is that there's not a, you know, this one structure is absolutely better than the other. Okay, we've seen throughout many industries that very innovative firms have both type of structures. So if you look at Apple, it's a very much a centralized, concentrated cluster with a, you know, a cluster of, of a small group of people responsible for vast majority of innovation at Apple. Mm -hmm. But if you look at Google, you see a small clusters, a group of clusters, and they're loosely connected. And they're also very, very productive in terms of their innovation. And you see that in, in uh, pharma as well. You see Sanofi and you see Roche. Sanofi has a much, much decentralized or, or dispersed structure. And you see Roche as a more concentrated structure. So my question to, to ask, well, do these structures play a role in how they use analytics to innovate? Okay. So, so then what did you find when you looked at how analytics impacts these two structures? You say that they're you know, one's not better than the other, but what, what, what did you actually find in your research in terms of innovation? Sure. Um, so that's kind of get into the key of what analytics can do for innovation. So what I find is that analytics can really drive the creation of recombinations. So by recombination, what I mean is combining lots of existing technologies in a new way. Okay, so these each individual technology already exists, but how do we recombine them in some for in some ways to create a new innovation? Okay, or reusing something that we know that solve one problem, but apply it to a different domain. So then, looks are really great at finding these linkages or hidden patterns we may not easily observe hmm. by mining so much data around us. Okay, and that is really the key to drive decentralized innovation for several, several reasons. Mm. Decentralization advantage in a way that they are small clusters working on a problem, so they really know what the consumer, what the problem is in the data domain. They see you know, what exactly they can do to solve that problem more, cl close, more, close, uh, more closely than a centralized structure, which is bigger, but, they are, but much more coordinated but, but decentralized structures lack the coordination. Basically, they know very well what they do, but they don't know what other people are doing. Where centralized structures is that they know everyone else is doing, but they don't know details as much for each individual problem do the domain. Okay. So analytics, analytics has a capability to call through lots and lots of data finding hidden patterns. That's exactly the disadvantage that decentralized structures are lacking. Okay. So in that sense, decentralization do not easily find other people's data, other people's uh, work. And analytics provides a way to call through that and finding you new combination, new way of solving your problem that you may not have easily done before. So that capability, of course, can also help centralized structure. It's just that centralized structure already has that coordination mm -hmm. mechanism built in. It just doesn't have the same as 
doesn't doesn't have as much high higher marginal benefit than a decentralized structure would have. So then, do you think uh, one of the takeaways um, from your paper for firms would be that as as um, data analytics becomes more ubiquitous, mm-hmm. will it pay off to move towards a more decentralized uh, innovation structure? That's a great question. I think that depends on what your innovation goals are. Okay, so if you are a decentralized structure and you really want to do innovation that combine existing technologies in a new way, mm-hmm. or reusing existing technology in a uh, apply to a different domain to solve a different problem. The analytics are great for helping decentralized structure because it, you, you get both advantage. You are deep in a problem domain and you get diverse knowledge from outside. Okay, But centralization are great at looking at great bigger pictures and creating novel or de novo technologies that could act like a, like a future building block for future recombinations. So there are foundational technologies that... You know, that's difficult to to create with big data. That's difficult to where they don't where they are they don't need to have big data to create that kind of technologies. Like Apple, for example. Exactly. Right. Lots of it's creativity or human intuition. That's kind of hard to digitize. Mm. Right. So if you are in that type of work world in innovation, then having analytics or having decentralized infrastructure wouldn't necessarily help you. So it depends on your, what your goals are. In fact, because analytics are driving, make it so much easier for you to recombine new technologies in a new way, that raises the value of the new foundational technology. Because once that's created, it can be quickly exploited to make new, comp- new recombinations. So there's a trade-off between the two. Okay. Were there any contexts you came across where you found that data analytics actually might impede Innovation? Sure. We didn't necessarily, we didn't have a conclusive evidence in peace, but we definitely find that analytics does not help with building or creating de novo innovation. The innovation I mentioned earlier are foundational that can act like a future building block for future combinations. And that is something that uh, that analysts are not great at. In a sense, you think about it, if it doesn't, if something's so new, it probably didn't exist in data yet. So there's not much you can do with data analytics to help you find that pattern, right? right. But, um, but of course, uh, you know, recombination are also very, very, can be radical innovations, can have a lot of uh, profound impact. In fact, lots of innovation are recombinational, right? Combining different things in a new way. So in that sense, I think analytics are really moving forward in what we could do to speed up the innovation process. Great. And so what are you thinking about looking at next in terms of your research on innovation? Uh, absolutely. So, you know, we are at the cusp of a really great change in technology, especially with the rise, rise of AI, machine learning, that's dramatically changing how workers organize, how it's changing employment. And I'm really looking at how we can use analytics, that's including AI, including uh, s- uh, subfields of uh, machine learning, deep learning, to examine how we can use them more effectively to innovate. And that is an emerging, um, emerging uh, problem. And we can use lesson learned from past 
uh, generational analytics to inform us about what the future could look like. And I only mention about centralized and decentralized innovation structure, but there's lots of different ways of innovating, right? So if you think about, if we think of analytics or, or a large field of uh, artificial intelligence, it's a general purpose technology. It takes decades for us to really understand how to apply it, right? So think electricity. It takes a long time for us to really use electricity effectively, right? So, you know, even AI may be faster, but it cannot be, you know, within a year or two. So it's a, it, it really provides a right opportunity for us to examine what our, you know, cutting-edge firm are doing with, with these technology and how they innovate. And that can provide some key lessons for the future about what, we, what other firms were, can do to leverage analytics better to innovate. All right. Lynn, thanks so much for talking with us today. Thank you. Uh, you can find more of Lynn's research and podcasts like this one on the Knowledge of Wharton website at knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. And you can also find us on your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. It really does help others to find our content. Thanks for listening. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.